Welcome to Tackle Talk Live, a show dedicated to making you a better angler. Your hosts, B&M General Manager Kevin Jean and Daiwa Ranger Pro Staffer Steve Graff will keep you up to date on what's happening on the best lakes in the Arklatex region. With a primary focus on Sam Rayburn and Toledo Bend, two guys who have fished at a high level with Pro-Am experience with ABA, BFLs, Toyota Series, and BASS Opens. Anglers with a wealth of knowledge and willing to share. So pull up a chair kick back and see why so many anglers watch tackle talk live here are your hosts kevin jean and steve graff hello everybody welcome to tackle talk live i'm your 13 fishing pro staffer and co-host steve graff along with vm general manager kevin jean Kevin, old man winner, <laughs> made an early appearance already in here in October. Uh, all these deer hunters, I'm sure they feel good about today. Uh, this is the kind of weather you want when deer season is getting ready to kick off. No, it absolutely is. You know, Steve, it's it's honestly for a lot of fishermen, it's what they want to see as well. So, uh, you know, this, man, it, and it's hit at a weird time for us as far as tournament fishing goes. The middle of the week, Tuesday. Uh, Bassmaster Open on Sam Rayburn this week, starting Thursday. Um, you know, a lot of those guys, Steve, they've been over there practicing for a good week to two weeks, a lot of them. And yeah. uh, all of a sudden, the Mother Nature throws this curveball at you, and it drops about 20 degrees. Uh, I, I think they got a little rain over there as well. Um, yeah. So going to – I'm very interested in listening to our guest today. Mr. Dickie Newberry has been fishing tournaments up Sam Rayburn, who is one of the legends on Sam Rayburn, to kind of get his take on this first fall cold snap that we have on Sam Rayburn and how those bass are going to react for those open guys over there. And, you know, Kevin, uh, probably with your experience and with mine, a lot of times in the, the fall fronts that come through, they can be a trigger mechanism for, the, for a bite to turn on. I mean, it gets, it gets those fish fired up. I mean, they start pushing them, them uh, creeks, hitting them creeks and pushing that bait fish up. And uh, it can turn into a frenzy, a fall feeding feeding. No, it, time. It, it really could, Steve. But, but the question is, again, and we talked about this last week, there's so much going on with Sam Rayburn. Which fish is going to fire? Which fish are not going to fire? Which fish are going to scatter more? Again, you've got the brush pile fish. You've got the deep fish. You've got the grass fish, uh, you know, the the two types of grass fish, the one that's in the thick, thick, heavy grass, the one that's kind of out on the grass line, which, which uh, there will be a, a, a group of fish that fire from this cold weather. Which group is it going to be? Will it shut some off? And yeah. that's questions I'm going to have for Dickie today. Yeah. And, and, and another thing I've noticed over the years, when these fronts come through, the bass tend to go deeper in that grass. If they've got grass, they want to kind of get down in there and hunker down a little bit. Uh, sometimes it, will it make them easier to catch or make them harder to catch? I don't know. Dickie's going to tell us. So, uh, but yeah, we're definitely looking forward to having Dickie Newberry on. Also, on today's show, we got this past weekend's Bass Champs Berkeley Big Bass results from Lake Fork, Texas. Uh, we'll also dive into another event. Had a great turnout. Uh, Kevin wasn't able to be here for it. The Northwestern State Bass Fishing team had a tournament, uh, first annual event for this. Uh, it held on four bodies of water. Kevin, I'm telling you, I was highly, highly impressed with how well this was run, how organized it was. 
Uh, you know, had a few kinks, but first time you've ever done a tournament like that, there is going to be a few kinks. But uh, at some point, uh, matter of fact, I've actually invited you, uh, myself, and Drake. Drake Owens is the new uh, head fishing coach for Northwestern State. We're going to go to lunch maybe one day next week and uh, kind of see. I'll show him some things, talk about something I saw that we could do maybe a little bit better, a little different. And uh, but he is all ears. He's open to any suggestions. We just want to make it better. And I think it will continue to build and get better and better to have 85 teams in October with deer season going on to me was an accomplishment. Oh, absolutely. And, and Steve, when you, you know, when you offer that kind of money, (laughs) people are going to show up and, you know, they did that. They, they did what they had to do to get people to show up. I haven't heard anything great things uh, about the tournament. Uh, I hate I was not able to be there, uh, but I just wasn't. And we got some really big things going on B&M wise that I'm excited uh, about going into for 2023. I was in meetings out of town all last week. I just wasn't able to make it. Uh, wasn't able to get up there. So uh, I, I hate it. I hate it that I wasn't able to, but I've heard nothing but great things about it. And like I said, uh, I think they got a good thing going there. And this going to be something to be able to really, really build uh, there, you know, in Natchitoches, where there's never really been – Cane River, we, we've always kind of said it's a hidden gym, and uh, we've all all the locals there. And as I was a local, we've always tried to kept try to keep it quiet. And yeah. there's never a lot of big tournaments, a lot of little little small tournaments, little club tournaments, things like that. Yeah. Not many very big tournaments, and it's hard to have big tournaments there. But this is, I think, probably one of the biggest ones that ever come there. And I know it's several lakes, but Cane River was one of the main ones. Cane River and Black Lake, and uh, it's a great thing for Nagash, no doubt. Yeah, and if Black Lake hadn't been four feet down, there probably would have been more guys, including myself and and my partner, Brett Hortland. We probably would have gone to Black Lake. But it being down the way it was, and there was a lot of traffic on Cane River, a lot of guys were out there, and, uh, but it wasn't, it wasn't so crowded you couldn't fish. I mean, you, right. you you were away from guys. Everybody kept their distance, and everybody did a good job. But uh, the fish didn't really cooperate the way we hoped they would, but it was still a great event. And uh, especially at the weigh-in, uh, Johnny Lede had his had his uh, mobile uh, restaurant, had it all set up, his truck. Uh, they had drinks, they had beer, they had cokes, they had water, they had nine, they had everything, they had everything you could yeah. want, and uh, just really good good food, good fellowship, and uh, a great event. So we'll again, we'll talk more about that a little bit later on. Uh, before we get to New- Dickie Newberry, we've got him coming up in just a second. We're going to take a short commercial break. And uh, make sure we recognize a few of our sponsors. You're watching Tackle Talk Live. We'll be right back. Toledo Health is a full-service primary and acute care clinic. Nurse practitioners Jarrett Rule and Melissa Vines bring quality health care that's needed and convenient to the area. Whether it's a stomach virus or a hook in your hand, Toledo Healthcare will try and meet all your health care needs. Appointments available and walk-ins are always welcome. So the next time you're feeling down at Toledo Bend, stop by Toledo Healthcare. Located on Highway 6, just south of Toledo Town, or you can call 318-508-5323.
For all your boating needs, check out Shreveport's newest marine dealer, The Boat Shop. Raymond Kidd and his great staff will take care of all your engine repair needs or anything else that needs fixing. A certified Yamaha Mercury dealer, they carry two of the best fishing boats on the market from Sea Ark and Camus. The Boat Shop is never short on trade-ins as they're always willing and able to make you the best deal possible. Looking for great boat accessories? They're a full support garment and Minn Kota dealer. So the next time you're in the market for a new or used boat or maybe you just need to service the boat you have let the boat shop fix you up to learn more call 318-402-0399 or go to shreveportboatshop.com the next time you're on i-49 just south of natchitoches louisiana stop by cypress knee outdoors a store within a store cypress knee is located inside 3j's four-way whether you need gas food or drinks they have it while you're there check out cypress knee outdoors and pick up whatever hunting or fishing tackle you need top name brands like strike king santones pro or the number one soft plastics made vnm on the hunting side they carry guns from mossberg winchester and remington plus they've got a great supply of ammunition let John Abram and his staff show you everything Cypress Knee has to offer. Located just one mile east of 127 on I-49 or call 318-238-HUNT. You're watching Tackle Talk Live, a show dedicated to making you a better angler. Now back to the guys with all the inside scoop, Kevin Jean and Steve Graff. Welcome back to Tackle Talk Live. You're watching a show that hopefully make you a better angler over around Toledo Bend, Sam Raver in Lake Fork, Texas. Thank you for tuning us in. This segment presented by Toledo Health, the boat shop, 3J's four-way, home of Cypress Knee Outdoors, and uh, your one-stop shop for everything going on, especially right now, hunting and fishing. It, just go by the check. They got deer stands, feeders, uh, corn, they got everything you need if you're a hunter, so go by there and check it out. I know all you deer hunters are headed for the woods, and uh, and speaking of deer hunters, we've got one on with us right now, and who knows, we may talk deer hunting before it's all over, but we got the Texas fishing legend himself, Mr. Dickie Newberry, and uh, Dickie, welcome to the program. We appreciate you taking time out of your day to, to join us. Well, certainly, I, I appreciate y'all calling Kevin, I got a real quick story on Dickie. Dickie was the first guy I drew at Toledo Bend back in the early nineteen, uh, early 2000s. And I didn't know Dickie from Bill Dance. Did not have a clue who Dickie Newberry was. And we go to dinner with my buddies after I got his name drawn. And uh, they all asked, well, who'd you, who'd you get, Grandpa? So I got Dickie Newberry, some guy named Dickie Newberry. They, they were all falling out all over the table. What? You got Newberry? Oh, my God. That's, that's the best guy around here. I'm like, really? He won two boats this year. And I'm like, oh, well, cool. Well, and, he, and people still react that way, Steve, when they draw him. They still are reacting that way to this day, for sure. Well, me and Dick, we go out and we go towards uh, the bluffs in the middle of, like, Dickie's idols out there in the middle of his flat. We're punching grass. And, uh, it's, we're struggling, and I'll never forget this. This is when GPS first came out, Kevin, and there's a boat that comes off the boat run. Now, Dickie's a good 150 yards off the boat run in the middle of this grass patch, and here comes this boat idling towards us, 
And he's not slowing down. And I look at Mr. Dickey and I said, Mr. Dickey, do you know this boat coming up on us? Because he's making a beeline for us. He looked at me and said, no, I don't know who that is. He kept fishing. That boat, Kevin, came within 10 feet of us, and he marked that spot with his electronics. Oh, wow. Yeah. Dickey wanted to hit him upside the head with that one-ounce jig he was throwing. <laughs> and I was you remember, you remember that, Dickey? Uh, no, I don't. No, I mean, it's kind of typical, but no, I don't remember that one. That's I, what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dickie, I want to pick your brain on Sam Raven. So then the BASS open this week starts Thursday over there. And, uh, you know, these guys are getting getting a curveball, a hard curveball thrown at them. I'm sure most of them have been up there the last week, maybe two weeks practicing. And uh, the first cool snap of the fall is here. It hit this morning. And uh, so now them boys are, what What did these fish do? Did, where did these fish scatter? I mean, and we talked, Vicky, you've got, there's several ways to approach Sam Raven right now. You have the brush pile fish. You have the offshore fish. You have the suspended fish. People are, you know, are, are running around catching with their, their unit, the panoptics and everything. Then you have the grass fish and the, the outside grass, the, the matted grass, so on and so forth. This cool snap is going to, it's going to ignite some of those schools and it's going to make some other ones that real finicky. Uh, what's your opinion on that? Yeah, yeah, it's probably uh, it's going to move the fish. You know, they're going to they're kind of kind of adjust to whatever it does to the bait fish. And, and as a rule, normally it'll pull those bait fish in around the grass and stuff. It'll probably make the grass fish a little bit better. Uh, a lot of those uh, uh, brush pile fish, I think it's going to take a little bit more for them. It's going to take a few times for it to. Uh, to affect them, uh, move them too far, they'll be still there. It, it does tend to uh, make them suspend a little bit more. Just a change in water temperature. They, you know, barometric pressure I think has more to do with it uh, than probably the, the this little cold snap. It's cold snap. There, there's a huge volume of water out there, and it takes a lot for it to start affecting temperatures a lot. But the temperatures will fall a few degrees and um, you know, it it can help some of the guys. It it sometimes puts them on structure a lot better. It puts them on uh, deep breaks and things. Uh, they kind of group up a little bit more when it does that. So, you know, it's 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 ever how the guys adjust to it. Basically, uh, I think that'll have as much to do with it as any, anything is is the bait. I think is the way it positions the bait. Dicky, one of the better I know this times of the year. Uh, there's been a couple of guys. Uh, Phil Marks was one of them. Uh, this this was a time of year he always seemed to shine with that deep diving DT-10. Uh, yeah. He just really seemed to, to figure it out on a deep crankbait. Is that going to be a big player uh, this this tournament as well? I think, it, I think it will, the guys that get out and, and utilize it. I think that uh, th those were fish that got on the edge of those breaks I was talking about. The you know, we've had several tournaments this time of year that have been won on, on 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 sharp breaks, whether it's creek channels, ridges that break quickly, uh, you know, river, creek, and any any of those quick breaks. 
uh, it seems like that pulls them to it when the water temperature starts falling. As long as we've got steady water levels and stuff, which we do, and the water's got the little steady decrease in, in elevation, you know, an inch or so every two or three days, and that that's going to help also keep those fish positioned. I, you know, the um, the 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 deal with that big crankbait. There's not quite as many people, you know that's sticking with it and uh it's not as popular as it was back when phil won that tournament here but uh that was a that's an excellent uh excellent pattern to be following right now dicky i don't know when the last time you was on rayburn was I, I i know you was there at the two wsl i saw you um this you know again you have several factors that play in this tournament, the grass and the, the offshore brush piles, I think, will be two of the main, uh, you know, the main ways people are fishing. Do you think it can be one, doing one, or is somebody going to have to do both of those? Well, uh, I always think, uh, you know, Rayburn is such a versatile lake, and it has so many different patterns that can win. Uh, you're going to have to be, you're, you're going to need both, I, I think. Uh, the thing about it is there's so much pressure on this lake that the schools that used to be big enough to win three and four day tournaments are not large enough to, to supply to supply you know four day or three day stringer uh, off the same stuff. So I think you're gonna have to be able to bounce around and, and do it in other areas. Um, two patterns is always a lot better because one day it's not gonna work. I mean, that's, we we all know about bass fishing, and you go out and find them. Some of my best practice days have been my worst tournaments. So, you know, it's just uh, you, you go, you're going to have to adjust. And it's the guys that can adjust very quickly. This that's going uh, you know it's going to come out on top on this. And Dicky, uh, another thing up there, you know, springtime. We all know, you know, hey, you got to be within sight of 147 bridge, or you got to be up around the 103 bridge and up. I mean. Does that end of the lake in these fall tournaments play as big a role as it as it will in the south end of the lake for this time of year? Yeah, well, you know, years ago we had we had good grass all the way down south. We had on Farmers Flats, we had Needmore and, and uh, you know Caney Flats and then Coleman Flats. All that had a lot of uh, hydrilla on it years ago, and uh, it's not there now, so it doesn't hold a the population that it used to. So most of the grass is up from, you know, from five fingers on up and up the, the, the main arm. And around the bridge has always been the kind of the focal point of of, of our nice, good grass. So uh, that, that has a tendency to hold more fish. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I think the, the bridge area, you know, five or six miles north and south is probably uh, – it's going to probably be the the better location on the lake. That's my opinion. Did the, can did the canyons come into play this time of year, Dickie? Well, the, the canyons, you've got two or three drains that go through it that, that the fish could be pulled into. I, uh, I was out there the other day. There there wasn't as quite as many that, that we normally see. And later on in the year, they'll pull into the drains a little bit better. There's some, there's some grass there this year, which we haven't had in the past year or so. So uh, the canyons could could play, but it's usually a little later in the year when it starts uh, really producing. Um, yeah. You know, it, it, the this time of year, I mean, 
the guys that get on the grass bite, they're gonna um, uh, the, the they're gonna they're gonna have an early morning bite because the grass is really the outside edge is not deep enough to have a tendency to hold a fish all day, especially on these bluebird days. Um, I don't know. We're gonna have the. I, I just pulled up the weather a little bit ago, and it looks like the wind's gonna shift out of the south for the tournament. So that'll that'll change the bite too. I mean, right now they're practicing with north winds, you know, higher pressures and and, and some bluebirds and stuff, and then they're gonna turn around and have south with a little cloud cover. Did we lose him? Uh, looks like we lost him. <laughs> <laughs> we have. Uh, I, I heard it sound like his phone dropped the call. Yeah, no, his phone either went dead or he dropped the call. James, you want to try to get him back? Go ahead and take our second break, Steve, and we'll come back with him. Yeah, let's go ahead and take our second break. Uh, hopefully, we'll come back with a little more with Dicky. Uh, if not, we've got some uh, other tournament news to talk about. You're watching Tackle Talk Live. We'll be right back. Are you looking for the finest custom-built rods ever made? Then look no further than Pride Rods. Fishing rods built to last and made in Montgomery, Texas. Constructed by Mr. Billy Kistler with the finest Gary Loomis North Fork composite blanks available. They offer a complete line of both spinning and casting rods for both fresh and salt water. Pride Rods do more than pass the eye test. They excel in performance as well. Ask your local tackle dealer if they carry Pride Rods and pick one up and try it for yourself. You'll see why so many anglers are using pride rods to learn more go to priderods.com or call 832-418-6040 the next time you're headed for toledo bend or sam rayburn stop by keith's toledo bend tackle they have an awesome supply of everything you'll need to catch the big ones whether your trip calls for bass fishing white perch tackle catfish bait or the ultimate fighting shiners keith's tackle has you covered Keith and former Elite Series pro Ben Matsubu also have the latest information on what, how, and where you need to be fishing on Sam Rayburn or the Ben. So for all your tackle needs, check out Keith's Toledo Bend Tackle located just off Highway 21 on the Texas side of Toledo Bend or call 409-625-0181. The Lakes Insurance Agency is an independent insurance agency that has been taking care of Texans' insurance needs for over 25 years, offering auto, homeowners, boat, RV, life, health, and commercial insurance. Owner Clark Moore is a local guide and tournament angler who understands your insurance needs and wants to be your go-to guy for all your insurance needs. For a free quote, give him a call and see why so many Texans trust the Lake Insurance Agency. Located at 805 Southeast Stalling Suite 3, Nacogdoches, Texas, or or call 936-205-4467. You're watching Tackle Talk Live, a show dedicated to making you a better angler. Now back to the guys with all the inside scoop, Kevin Jean and Steve Graff. Welcome back to Tackle Talk Live. I'm your 13 pro staffer, Steve Graff, and Camus Boats, as long as... VNM General Manager Kevin Jean, and uh, we're here on the phone with us, one of the legends, one of the best anglers I've known since I started my fishing career, a uh, guy I highly look up to, look at him as one of my idols, And uh, but this segment is presented by Toledo Health, the boat shop, 3J's 4-Way, home of Cypress and the Outdoors, and 
Pride Rides, Keith Toledo Bend Tackle, and the Lakes Insurance of Nacogdoches, Texas. Two locations, one in Nacogdoches and one right there on in Broadus. So uh, check it out. If you're looking for some insurance, make sure you go to the Lakes Insurance of Nacogdoches. And, back, uh, on, back on the phone with us. We have a little technical difficulties and, and dropped uh, Dickie Caldwell. We got him back. Dickie, you there with us? I'm here. Yes, sir. I'm back. Good deal. Good deal. So, you know, and you were saying, so these guys have been practicing. I didn't realize that. I haven't looked at wind, but guys have been practicing all week with a north wind, and you're saying there's going to be a south wind coming in around tournament time? Yeah, that's what it showed. It showed uh, the wind going to be switching out of the south, and, uh, you know, it will it will change the bite. You know, you, you go out and practice and get, get everything dialed in for a north wind that they've had all week long, and we've had for the past couple of weeks, and, uh, it's going to shift back around, come out of the south, and it, it'll it definitely uh, it'll make the bite better in some areas, and it'll it'll move the fish around a little bit, reposition them. So, you know, they're going to have to have a little adjustment to make there once that happens. Uh, now, Dickie, let's, let's really break this lake down a little bit here. Just kind of a little, the history of the last five or six years, you know, the south end of the lake just – then it just wasn't playing well. I mean, you couldn't hardly catch winning bags. Uh, then slowly but surely, uh, up towards Ash Bio started getting better. Uh, some guys were actually winning up there. I know Lazion goes up there. He does really well up there. But you were either having to go way up there or you just having to go 147 bridge on up. What what's Is that changing again with all the grass coming back down into the mid-lake area? Yeah, that's that's all grass related. As far as that, my opinion is, uh, those fish are drawn to that uh, hydrilla, and and they uh, they'll migrate. I, you know, it seemed like we lost it all up the Ash Arm there for several years. It you know it was bare, and then uh, two or three years ago it, it started coming back. Last year we had, you know, we lost seventy five percent of our grass because of high water from the previous year, and and it never did recover. And now this year. Even back in May, we didn't have a good grass here. Now all of a sudden, we've got grass everywhere, and uh, it's coming back in in areas that it hasn't been in in 15 years. So you're you're going to start seeing some new places pop out. But yes, uh, the the uh, the ash arm uh, did did come into play uh, last uh, year before last really well. They seemed like a good population of fish showed up. You know, people people don't realize just how these fish will migrate to that grass and how far they'll go. We uh, uh, several years ago the water level got down to about where it's at now, and hydrilla grew up toward the Marion's Ferry area up there on some flats, and uh, the it seemed like every fish on the north end of the lake showed up in those little shallow two to three foot grass flats out there, and they were just everywhere. And people were once they you know, once they were found, it just it just come alive up there, and and then all the other stuff down toward the school bus and all the other river holes that had notorious been notorious for winning tournaments over the years, it just died out. And my my belief there is all those fish migrated up there to that uh, to that grass. Now, how they know there's grass growing up there, I don't know, other than the, maybe the bait. Uh, you know, they just followed the bait, and the bait went to it. Uh, the the mm -hmm. shad. Filling on, you know, feeding on the plankton and stuff like that. I, I don't know, but uh, grass does draw fish around on the lake, and 
where you find good grass, normally you find a good population of bass. Nick, just, the, water, the, the water level being low uh, this time of year, did you find that from previous history? Did, did you find that help the locals as low as it is? Because it's kind of a different lake when it's this low. Or does that hurt you? Do you want it more regular, regular level? No, I, you know, we, I fished this lake when it's 14 foot low, and I think we're five and a half foot, foot low now. And five and a half and six, it used to be a normal winter pool. That used to be about where we were fishing it during the winter months or during the, the, the fall. And uh, and it, they would pull it down, and then all of our winter rains and stuff would bring it back up near pool. So we got back to the bushes and stuff. But I, I myself, I like it where it's at now from here and lower. The, uh, the only bad thing about it is it, it it's – this year is the most dangerous I've ever seen it from the stumps. The stumps are just under the surface. There's so many stumps. Those stumps, uh, they rotted off and got at that level uh, back when we had a we had a, a real long time that the water stayed and they rotted out. And they used to, back in the 90s and 2000s, those stumps were five or six foot taller and they were up around the tops of them were about where a regular pool is at one one sixty four four, and uh, so now they rot it off and they're down and they're at the about five and a half foot below pool. That's I mean the tops of them now. I idled around the other day and there's so many stumps that are just right under the surface. I spent spent a half a day out there just marking, uh, putting crossbones on on some uh, deadly yeah. stumps. I I found I found several stumps out there. I found one with a skeg stuck in the middle of it. It was broken off, and then I found one with a, with one blade of a prop stuck in it. Took took some pictures of it. It's pretty uh, pretty outstanding. Well, that could have been either one of mine, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> I yep. tell you, you know, and Sam Rayburn, you know, uh, Albert Collins gave me some of the best advice he's ever given me. He told me, he said, Graph, remember when it went down to like 12 feet? It was 12 feet low at one point. And he said oh, yeah. he went out. He went out every single day that he could get off work. He would go out and he would mark every hard spot he could find. Yeah. He said it was amazing how many of those spots paid off for him over the years. He said because that's what the fish really like to relate to those hard spots. And he said, man, that that extra time I spent on the water that year with that lake way down was the best money I ever spent. Yeah, I'm surprised Albert told you that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he uh that but that's exactly right. I mean, he you know, he he's as good a fisherman as there ever been on this lake and he uh and and that's part of part of his success is, is knowing knowing what's under that water and those hard spots, I promise you, has made him thousands and thousands of dollars in tournament winnings. Yes. Yeah. Nikki, last question for me. If, if if somebody's a good friend of yours and, and not give locations, not give any secrets out, a good friend of yours called was gonna fish this open, uh called you a month ago, you know, said Dicky, I'm coming over to fish open, never been to Sam Raven before in my life. What tips can you give me? Uh, certain things I need to look for, you know, what what do I need to do coming to Sam Raven? Well, a lot, a lot of it is determined by the type of fisherman you're talking to. Does these people yeah. like to fish offshore? Do they like to fish grass? 
you know, what, what's their strengths. Cause if you come up here and try to learn one of these, uh, one of these techniques that they're not familiar with and you know, they're going to be going backwards. So, you know, usually, you know, I tell them, you know, if they like to fish grass, you need to need to find the grass and try to spend as much time you can running all the grass beds and tell them, you know, that the best grass is from five fingers to right around the bridge and just run those main creeks and, uh, and, and try to pattern the fish and see just how they're positioning in the grass. Uh, usually they're, you know, usually they'll show themselves. They'll be chasing shad around the edges and stuff and just get, get you enough spots to run. And then, uh, if they're, if they're fishing offshore, uh, you know, you can do that any part of the lake, uh, as far as these ridges and the hard spots and things like that and it, it's just going to take a while and there's thousands and thousands of brush piles and the brush piles have been a key to the you know for the past you know past four or five months uh people have been catching a lot of big big fish but those brush pile fish they're they have a mind of their own and they feed at a certain time and that's when you've got to you know if you're going to catch them you're just going to have to be there when they feed and the you know i just try to you know ad, adapt your way of fishing to to whatever you want to do here at Raver. you can do it right however you want to catch a fish at same Raver, you can go do it right now yeah yeah right dicky exactly. will, will the spoon right. come into play on, on this particular tournament well yeah it could i mean it, it could i i don't I mean, um, I mean, limit fish and stuff, and you can always catch a big fish on a spoon, but um, it, it works for a lot of a lot of people. I'm not a big spoon guy, and I I probably would I wouldn't be participating with the spoon, but you know, a lot of people can. I'm I'm not gonna second guess anybody here because I've done had my butt beat so many times on this lake by different techniques. You know, there's no telling what what it's gonna take to win because there's always somebody that comes in from out of out of state that hadn't been here that figures out unlocks something that uh, we're not aware of. There's just so many fish here, and uh, you know they're just since a lot of that, big since ones. Since you said that, I'm going to ask you, what does it take to win? <laughs> After you told me, <laughs> you I'm going to put you on the spot. What does it take to win three day Bassmaster Open this week on on Sam Ray? You know, I think you're going to. Personally, I, I think uh, 58 pounds sounds like a really good number. Somebody's going to bust a good sack one day and then go back it up with some 15-pound sacks and stuff like that. Uh, you know, it, you know, this time of year there'll be somebody that that uh, that hits a mother load. And, and the thing about it, it's really difficult to do it multiple days. But if he's got enough stuff to back it up, you know, he can go out and catch him 15 to 18 two days and then catch 25 or 30 the next uh, you know that one day so it, that's usually you're you're usually in the 58 to 60 pound range is usually where it happens dicky one more thing uh keith poche leading angler of the year by 39 points over david gaston uh what uh what does keith have to does he basically have to just weigh a limit every day and he'll wrap that up yeah, he needs him probably 12, 15 pounds a day. I, I, that's what I would, I would think. I, if I was in his shoes, it's just you know there's again it's according to what David does. You know, I mean he if he goes out and you know he's one of the leaders and and, and Keith comes in with 
you know, 12 pounds a day, I, you know, just a limit probably won't do it because there's going to be so many limits. You can catch yourself way down yeah. the leaderboard, you know. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I, I've done that. I've done that repeatedly. Uh, you know, I, I fished the Potomac River uh, last year, year before last, and uh, I caught probably 30 keepers a day and finished 110th or something like that. You know, it's just, uh, you know, it's yeah. it, uh, catching 10 pounds. I think is going to be relatively easy once everybody gets here and, and 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 puts enough time in and figures out how to how to catch them. And uh, I I think. That's that's my opinion. I just think there's there's too many fish in this lake to to try to uh, make angler a year and not lose forty points by catching ten pounds a day. I don't think that'll work. Personally. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, good deal, man. Hey, great insight, Dickie. Man, we can't say thank you enough, bud. Uh, we appreciate you. We oh, look man, up. We I... look. We think you're one of the the, the legends of our region, and uh, we just like I said, we're just tickled to death to to know you and get to have you on the show, man. Well, I I appreciate it, and I wish uh, you and I would have caught more fish at Toledo Bend, but you know that's the yeah. way it goes. <laughs> people try, people people yeah. were dog following you, and they were trying to spot like you spots, and I was like, wow, it's crazy. <laughs> Thanks, Dickie. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Yes, sir. See y'all. All right, Dickie. Dickie Newberry, one of the best anglers, Kevin, that's probably ever dropped a boat in Sam Raven or to leave me. Definitely uh, that's ever dropped a definitely has ever dropped a rattle trap. Yeah, yes, that's exactly <laughs> right. Uh, so we're we're just taking a death to have a guy like Dickie on today and and um uh, real quick, um uh, let's see here. Oh, ABA solo 150. I know we've made a big deal out a couple of weeks and People were already calling in, and more than they, they, they got shut down. They couldn't register. The registration is now open. Uh, call ABA Solo 150. They got package deals. Uh, you can sign up for all three right now. I think there's individual tournament dates. If you want to shotgun an event, uh, those are available to you as well, as long as they're not full. Uh, they're hoping to fill this thing up. Uh, I, I'm hoping they fill it up. I don't know if that'll happen, but... Kevin, I'm going to predict right now, I'm going to go out on the limb here. We averaged about 75 probably boats for the year last year per tournament. I'm going out. I'm going to say we're going to have close to 125 in, in, in these events. With that schedule, he'll definitely be over 100 this year. Uh, with yeah. that schedule, I've talked to several guys, and I'm down here in South Louisiana now where I live, and these guys around here, are. I, I know I was talking to a good friend of mine yesterday. Uh, yeah. That Lives in Lake Charles, and he's like, he says, I'm fishing solo 150s next year. He yep. called to ask me about them because he's never fished them before. He's like, man, with that schedule, I'm coming to fish. And uh, I said, well, you, you definitely need to because it's with that payback. So uh, you, I, I definitely think you're over a hundred, absolutely. I yeah. haven't looked and seen uh, how many things it's, uh, you know, how many things it's, you know, on the same weekends as I haven't jumped to that. But the the good thing is. Years previous, he's averaged 75 boats, and he's scheduled on top of the Toyota. Yeah, right and, right. and that's the same style of fisherman he's trying to get. So it's not on top of the big tournaments that I can see this coming uh, the year. And right. with the schedule that he has, uh, yes, he will have a very good turnout. I, had four, I actually had four or five people uh, when I emceed the weigh-in for the uh, Northwestern tournament. I had four or five people actually come up and uh, discuss the solo 150s. You know what they what the rotation was going to be. They've heard about it and they want to fish it. And 
And I said, hey, come on, man. Love to have you. So I was really surprised at how many people approached me at that particular event. That Because uh, I thought it was just mo mostly locals. But there were some good teams in this uh, tournament that, that was held. Um, I left the darn results. <laughs> uh, I can get it right here. Yeah, I'm pull, pull them up. Uh, I left them in my office. Uh, but the, there were some good sticks. There were some good quality teams, teams that fish other things, uh, big-time stuff. And uh, I know Cole Garrett showed up, and Adrian James from Winfield showed up, and a father-son team actually won it. I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. But Drake Owens, he is the new fishing coach, kind of taking the place of Juddy Hamus, who did a great job with it. Uh, Juddy's kind of stepping down. He's going to hang with it a little while just to, uh, through the transition period. But uh, he's definitely uh, – Drake Owens is taking it over, and and he's full of a lot of ideas. He wants to take it to, the, to a new level. He wants Northwestern State bass fishing team to be one of the elite teams across the country in all collegiate uh, teams and uh, he's got some great ideas uh, to try to execute those ideas and, and make that happen for this fishing team. Uh, could be could be good times ahead for this Northwestern State fishing team. Alright, so re recap for those not uh, not know the tournament. So Northwestern State uh, Open Tournament. You can go to four different bodies of water. You can go to Cane River, Black Lake, Sibley Lake, or Red River. Most of the teams were Cane River and uh, Black Lake. The winning, uh, the winning is five fish stringer. The winning fish, Brian Lucas Jr. and Brian Lucas. I believe they're out of Pineville, Alexandria, somewhere over there. Uh, 1496, they were on Cane River. Uh, second place, Archie Dore, Emmanuel Settle, 1471. I believe they were Cane River as well, right, Steve? Uh, yeah. And then third place, Cody Beasley, John Orr, was 1468. They were Black Lake. Yeah. Uh, fourth place, Cole Garrett, Brent Carpenter, 1418. And fifth place by himself, Trey Abair, 1308. That's the top five. It played down to 12 places. Scott Watson, Gary Cote in 12th place with 1187. Yeah, and they were also black lake. So it was probably a mix in the top 12, half black, half Cane River. A couple of us, well, there's actually three teams from Sibley that was in the top 10. Uh, that that kind of surprised me a little bit, and uh, uh, not me at all. I fished I fished Sibley. Uh, it's been about a month and a half ago, I guess, or a month. Yeah, about a month and a half ago, I guess, or a month ago uh, for a little club tournament. And uh, shoot, Steve, we had two bags over thirteen, and several like I mean, four or five over twelve. I mean, it Sibley likes fishing very well right now. Yeah. yeah, well, that's good. That's good to hear. Since I live on it, I need to get out here yeah. on. <laughs> But uh, uh, let's see here. Uh, and just to kind of recap, the Solo 150, uh, the, uh, the schedule, uh, Sam Rayburn will kick it off. That's going to be March the 17th and 18th out of Castle Boykin. And again, understand all ABA events, whether it's open series or solos, will all be out of Castle Boykin. Uh, let's see here. The uh, Lake of the Pines tournament is the second leg of this event. 4-28, April, April 28th and 29th at a Lakeside Park. And then the final event will be on Toledo Bend at a Lost Frontier Park on the Texas side. The old Frontier Park Marina is what that is. Uh, 
May the 26th and 27th. Yes, that is Memorial Day weekend, but I think it's a good time to have that event. And he was kind of kind of forced into that weekend. So, uh, but I think it's going to work out just fine. Especially that being the last one, a lot of guys that are committed, they're going to fish it. They're going to make sure they're there. So, yeah. but, but anyway. Uh, well, we we're going to talk about uh, Poche, you know, maybe winning angle of the year. We've already talked about that with uh, Dickie. He gave us his opinion. You know, See, kind of going, going back, um, this Bass Open is the last BASS Open of the year. All divisions. Um, it's the last Central Division, so there's a lot on the line this week at Sam Rayburn. Um, yeah. Not only the overall point standings, which the top three get in in points uh, to the Bassmaster Elite Series, also the top three in the Central Division standings uh, get into the Bassmaster Elite Series next year. There's also a, ba a Bassmaster Classic uh, berth on the line. The winner gets that if the winner of the Open has fished all of, all of the events. If it's a local who just jumped in this derby, the next person who I think it might be Hunter Shyrock, um, the next person on the Bassmaster Elite gets into that Bassmaster Classic. So there's a lot on the line at Sam Rayburn this week. I know I've talked to a lot of those guys that is really nervous about it. Good friend of both ours, Nick LeBrun, is sitting in fifth place in the central points. I forget how many, uh, you know, out of third, but he's right there, qualified, you know, has a really good chance qualify for the Bassmaster Opens if he can jump up into that third place. Uh, Lake Charles native Doug Goins in fourth place in the in the point standings. Um, so it's a lot on the line over there at Sam Rayburn this week. Yep, lot 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 of fishing going on for uh, guys that are trying to make careers out of this. This is one of those tournaments uh, you, they've got to show up and do well. This is a make or break tournament for some of these guys uh, in more ways than one. And, uh, you know, Kevin, one thing we want to get to over the next couple of weeks, uh, I'm anxious to see if MLF does what they said they're going to do by dropping the bottom 10 point total, the point guys out of the bottom 10 and replacing them with the tackle warehouse top 10, like Nick LeBrun and those guys. Nick, that made Nick, Nick has got the invite to the Bass Pro Tour. They're doing it. It's, it's yeah. done. They've got the invite. Nick got the invite. Um, I don't know. Are they dropping 10 out like they said they would do and bring 10 more in? Well, Stephen, we've learned this, and I, I'm not going to talk bad about them, but MLF, they, uh, there's a lot of rule changes. Yeah. We'll, we'll put it that way. There's a lot of rule changes that goes on over there. Um, as, as we go. <laughs> as we go. And, and, you know, their whole thing is, you know, every fish counts. Well, all of a sudden, on social media last week, they're asking – you know, asking if they should move to a five-fish limit tournament for yeah. next, starting next year. So they're talking about switching that, which I hope they do. I, I want to see five-fish. I'm not an every-fish-matters kind of guy. I like to see five-fish. That's just – that's how us normal tournament fishermen think is yeah, five-fish. I, I agree. You know, and uh, so I think MLF is leaning to push into a five-fish rule. Now, everything else they'll still have – they'll have – they're weighing them in the boat and dropping them back. They'll have a – you know, a referee or whatever they call it, official in the boat with them. Um, but it would just count like, like Bassmaster Elite does when they go to Fort. They'll just count their top five. Um, right. MLF is talking about making that change, and I hope they do. I hope they do. Well, it'll be interesting to see. Cause so far, they've deviated from their original game plan twice. 
And, uh, way more nasty. Yeah, way I'm, more nasty. Different. I'm, I'm being nice. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. But anyway, uh, just looking ahead for any other extra tournament. I don't have anything on the tournament radar coming up. I'm sure there is something at Rayburn, uh, but I, I haven't seen anything. But we'll try to do some more digging for next week and try to have some tournament news that we can pass along. So some of you guys don't hunt. Well, you want to fish. Well, there's still some stuff going on that you can probably go fish. And uh, I know the big toy drive, that tournament's coming up soon, isn't it, Kevin? Yeah, it is. You can go to the Outlaw Outdoors uh, website and go to the Sam Raven Community Cal or Sam Raven Calendar and check it out. Nothing big coming up. I know, yeah, they do have the toy bash coming up, but uh, again, I don't, I don't know that date off the top of my head. Yeah, we'll try to have more information on that uh, for next week. So uh, uh, again, we can't say thank you enough for tuning us in. Continue to pass the word along. Dicky gave some really good insight as to on Rayburn and what to expect. And uh, uh, maybe next week we'll have the winner on of the uh, Bassmaster Central Open on Rayburn. And, yeah. uh, and maybe, you know, angle of the year, maybe Poche pulls it out. We'll, we'll see how all that shakes out. Uh, you can watch all that live, you know, especially on the Bassmaster channel. Uh, you, can, you can watch the final day. I know the top 10 are all live uh, with, cam with cameras. So uh, check it out. Uh, if you'd like to become a member of our sponsorship team, please message us on our Facebook page. Kevin will make sure he sends you a, a detailed packet out and, uh, and to, to, to join our family of sponsors. We'd love to have you. Uh, for Kevin Jean, here's truly Steve Graff. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next week with more Tackle Talk Live.